Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Here at United Queendom, we're big fans of box menswear. For boxers, briefs, jocks, tracksuits, swimwear and so much more, head over to boxmenswear.com for stellar deals, worldwide shipping and some killer eye candy. Right, Sam, I'm going to do the lineup for this episode. So I'm going to open the episode and then you can go after me and then I think we'll close with Moon. Um, does that sound okay? You're, tr- you're trying to do me over. You're trying to do me Why would you put me there? No, no, I won't <laughs> accept it. I won't accept it. It's a disgrace. <laughs> disgrace. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's a murder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're losing all our Scottish listeners just like that. Um, oh. So let's go from raging to rating. So should we give our rating for this week's episode, episode eight? I don't know why I suddenly announced the what episode it was. I never usually do that. <laughs> also, 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 you sort of tried to make me make me say that it that it was eight, and it isn't eight. It's seven. Oh my god! I was so trying to Darren Brown you then, and you totally clocked me for it. <laughs> Darren Brown, <laughs> <laughs> Darren Bagger Brown. Sorry, da- oh Darren Bagger, Darren Bagger Brown. He likes he likes. Hey, do you know what he likes a Bagger Brown? So, so I heard. Do you know? An We've got enough my, lawsuits. An, an, <laughs> They're racking up. No, an ex of mine went on a date with him once and uh, went and went back to his house and um, they didn't do anything. I think, um, but um, he said that, that it was he the house of ru- <laughs> <laughs> He woke up and his asshole was bleeding. No, he um, <laughs> look into my eyes. Look into my brown eyes. <laughs> he had he had half a taxidermy mole hanging out of his rectum. Um, no, in, in all seriousness, there were basically there was loads of taxidermy everywhere, like loads of stuffed weird animals. And he said it was really super spooky. And the walls are like sort of like this. He had like a basement with these sort of like red, red carpeted walls, and it was really super spooky. Well, that doesn't mean he takes heroin. That's quite a big leap from he stuffs animals to he takes. I've forgotten I used that reference, sorry. That reference has nothing to do with that story. <laughs> well, he allegedly likes a bag of brown then. Let's put that in, because otherwise <laughs> we do not have the budget for another lawsuit. Um, so <laughs> let's get into this episode. Oh, I haven't done my rating. You oh. gave a seven. I'm giving this a nine, because we're always so different. What? I thought it was really good. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, I'll, I don't know. Maybe, do you know, maybe I was, I was too... I've just been on such a down on the last few days about the whole um, the whole royal mess that I just honestly nothing brings me up. Not even a bag of brown. Sam Downer. <laughs> Sorry. I'm really Sam. Um, I'm really Sam Down. Sam Debbie Downer. Well, we've just had to listen to you rant about Megan off air, so I don't need to hear it again. Maybe we'll do a spin off where you rant about <laughs> Megan. I'm not but ranting about so Megan. I'm just ranting. I'm ranting about the whole situation. It's just there's a lot to there's a lot to unpick. Maybe we should have a special. <laughs> uh, well, why don't we Why don't we recap the uh, <laughs> recap the the um the big Oprah interview. Oh my god, we actually we sh- it's the episode no one asked for. <laughs> no, we should do that actually because it is going to be a big talk. Maybe just do like a little ten minute thing. Oh my god, and we and but thing is because we are journalists and you know I've got some inside scoop and so do you. Inverted commas. Yes, <laughs> and I've got. Yeah, we do. We do have inside scoop. Exactly. So we could do like a United Queendom special and United Queendom. Look, it's about the Queen. I mean, <gasps> oh my god, it's writing it's it's writing itself. Bitch, this pitch this pitch is just killing it for me. Plus, we have two <laughs> different perspectives because I have always hated Megan and you have used to like her, didn't you? So that's. I used to love. I used to absolutely love her. But let's save our ranting right now for Drag Race. So uh, I'm giving us yep. nine. You're giving us seven. I reckon we mm. might meet at eight, maybe. Should we meet oh. at eight? Have a dinner? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll meet, I'll, meet, I'll meet you at eight because um, I, can't, I can't enforce my mood on the show. So I think, you know, I think if I, if I take away my mood from it, yeah, I would give it an eight. Okay. Well, I'm not going to come down just yet. That's the first time I've said oh. that in a while. But, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's a bad bag of brown. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, right. So who left last week? Are you asking me because you don't know? Or... <laughs> I'm sister, sister. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, she's been in the show for a while. 
Um, she was Is she a drag the, queen? sort of the British. She was a British counterpart of Ellie of Ellie Diamond, sort of thing. Um, Ellie Diamond. Uh, no, I do, of course, know who Sister Sister is now, but I only found out last week and then she left. But <laughs> it's made it a lot easier because now I also know who Ellie Diamond is because she's the one who's left. That isn't, that isn't Sister Sister. <laughs> she's the one who isn't Sister Sister. So straight away in this episode, to me, it looked like Tace was going to be the next to leave because she was getting a lot of confessionals and it was looking quite mm. dodgy. Oh, Which yeah. shows that they're getting savvy to us. Like sometimes now the editing really throws you off because... Not to get ahead, but I was very shocked by who left this episode. Very shocked indeed. I don't mm. know if you oh my god, I was, I was, I was gagged, full on, full on gagged. Like I made myself gag. <laughs> I didn't know you had a gag reflex, but that's interesting to know. <laughs> Actually, I did have it removed a while ago, but it seems to have grown back over lockdown. You didn't have it removed. Someone knocked it out, and his name was David. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Ellie's asking everyone did I take someone's place in the competition? And she's like basically having a bit of imposter syndrome or she doesn't have imposter syndrome, but it's trying to like, I don't know, just be... That really annoys me that is it? No, it's, it's just trying to get, it's trying to get a bit, it's, it's either um, a bit poor me sympathy or it's like, um, oh my God, look, I'm doing better than you all thought, right? That sort of thing. It's either way, it's unnecessary. Well, I don't think she did take someone's place. I thought she took about three people's places because she took <laughs> Joe, Ginny, Cherry, Astina. I mean, I think she, I'm actually growing fond of Ellie because I think she's sweet. I think she's young. I think she is talented. But I mean, how she has got this far is a little bit baffling. But mm-hmm. whatever. That's not her fault. And as she said, don't underestimate me. And I do think she should be commended, as she points out, because she does everything herself. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of these queens are buying all their stuff. Ellie makes it all. She's 21 years old. She doesn't need to be abused on Instagram by people like me. But sadly, that is what happened. Well, has she been, abu- has she been abused on Instagram? No, that was me, remember, after the reading oh. challenge. <laughs> Which people have reached out and said I was out of order for that. So I won't be doing that again. I've done it twice <laughs> now, but I'm going to try and chill out. Um... <laughs> There's wait, no wait, out. wait, wait, wait until the um, wait until the Harry, the Harry and Meghan Oprah special. Then you'll have complaints. Oh, I'll be like, Megan, why do you ask me to write your jokes for the Oprah fucking special? I offered. <laughs> there, were, there were no laughs in it. You were just crying and talking about abuse. I could have really pepped it up with a few zingers. <laughs> You're flat as a pancake, just like your tits. I had all these ginger jokes for you. You didn't use a single fucking one of them. <laughs> Twenty pound a pop. Anyway, um, for the mini challenge, they are doing a mask for masked singer. So, Sam, I believe you are a fan of the masked singer. Am I right? I I do. Well, no, I enjoy the masked singer masks. Oh, it's rubbing off on me. The masked singer, I'm supposed to say. Um, yeah, <laughs> I do enjoy the show uh, because I mean it's just <laughs> it's just super weird, and I like the fact that in the British one they've had they had great celebrities. They were really you know quite big. I mean you know this from you know doing doing. I was going to say Michelle McManus's Wikipedia page, but I mean um, ah, <laughs> Martin McCutcheon. <laughs> Martin, Martin my, <laughs> I got me M and Mucks con- confused. I'm all Lily Diamond and Sam. This is why I edit the page and you don't. It's exactly that kind of thing because I am just fully across the details. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. So a friend of mine, um, she presents the Masked Singer in Austria, which um, is so. Because I watched an episode just you know to see her doing it. And obviously she she speaks in German the whole way through, and obviously they don't really. And all the celebs over there, we wouldn't know who the fuck they were, and they're like, you know, take it off. It's Hergens Flugenspiner. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it was so. But I watched it. it was so it was so super weird because they um. Like, I mean, I know, I know, I'm pretty sure that nobody listening to this will watch it, so I can say it. Um, somebody, somebody in it, like in one of the costumes, it's, it's basically, it's basically looks like, um, Mrs. Potts. You know, it looks like a big teapot, but it's supposed to be, it looks like a weird blob with big googly eyes. But it's somebody in a motorised wheelchair. Oh my God. You literally like a... couldn't make this up. It's so surreal. <laughs> it's so surreal. I was like, how are they getting around? She was like, oh, he's in a... Oh, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> he's in a wheelchair and he's like in his... <laughs> in terms of camp, it makes Drag Race look like Antiques Roadshow, doesn't it? It does. And I do like it. And I do... I mean, the only thing I don't like... I mean, I have to watch it um, when it's already been recorded because I have to zoom past all the ridiculous... Because um, all, all the judges... All the judges guess. And they're like, it's Oprah Winfrey. It's fucking Kylie Minogue. It's like... 
Yeah, it's, it's not like so Cassidy, annoying. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be any of those people. Um, so you know, I did. I I I enjoy it on that front. In the fact that I do like to see the people who do it, and I pretty much I knew and liked most people that were in the last series. Basically, did you hear that today or yesterday? If we're being um, linear, uh, Rita Ora won't be returning because of the whole COVID thing. No, she won't be returning to the mask dancer. So that is different, obviously. That is, um, they wear a mask, but their bodies obviously are free because they do, because they have to, I don't know how they're supposed to recognise somebody's dancing. Oh, was she not on The Masked Singer? No, she's not on that. She's, uh, she, it's The Masked Dancer that she's not going to be on. That's the next series. They haven't, they haven't sorted out the next Masked Singer series. It's The Masked Dancer that's coming up next. She's not on that because of her, um, because people thinking that she's awful after her COVID stuff. Oh, yeah, it's Davina McCall on The Mass Singer, isn't it? Anyway, oh, God, we're recapping Mass Singer, everything. No, it's, no, it's no, but Davina McCall is still on The Mass Singer. It's all the same panel as The Mass Singer. The Mass Dancer, instead of Rita Ora, it has Oti Mabusi from Strictly. Gotcha. We are up to date. Yeah. In The Masked for Mass Singer, which is the mini challenge, who did you think was the... So they have to be Butch and sing... What song are they singing again? Kitty Girl. Kitty Girl, yeah, that's it. Um, which one did the best, did you think? I thought they were all shit, to be honest. Um, I thought I, I didn't I didn't really understand. So there was so blokey drag is so that's a drag queen dressed as a a bloke. I didn't understand. Well, I think no, that is it's um, so just like butch queen realness, which is where you are in drag but still like very manly. Yeah, it, it does get quite meta. But um, <laughs> that's really fucking meta. I thought Lawrence was the best, but that was obvious because even as they mentioned in drag, she still very much sounds like a man. Um, but they were really not. <laughs> All we'd need is Got Mick doing this, and my and my head would have actually blown up. Oh god, yeah, a trans man pr- dressed as a woman, dressing as a butch man. Um, no, <laughs> I know. It, we we have to cancel the show when we get to that. That'll be like thirty <laughs> minutes in, and they're still explaining. What one of the contestants is trying to do. But yeah, it was kind of fun, but the, none of them were very butch. No, and I do agree. I think Lawrence Lawrence was the winner. And again, I noticed in the judges' critiques, they specifically refer to Lawrence as he again. So there's definitely something going on. Um, and I think, like, she's very... Um, like, she's very like, well, I, well, I think, you know, I think Lawrence was the was the best. But this for some reason, this episode, I just can't get over how tall Ellie Diamond is. Oh my god! I couldn't get over how short Bimini Bamboulash was on the main <laughs> no, stage. No, who's short and who's tall? I don't know. <laughs> there was there was at least two feet between them, at least. Well, Ellie must be tall because a horror makes some joke about she may be tall but her cock is small, and then but oh. I've never thought. I think because Bimini's so thin, I kind of thought of her as quite tall and lean. But she on that main stage, she looked like. Just like a spot, she was dressed as spots, but she just looked like the size of a spot. Did she have heels on? I didn't notice what she. I mean, I know you don't see shoes, but this time I didn't notice <laughs> what she was wearing on her feet. I'm all about love and kindness. I don't see shoes, yeah. um, no. but Ellie, Ellie, despite her giraffe-like state, wins the mini challenge. So her first win, but they, as they point out, it doesn't really count. But still, that was funny when Ahura said that. <laughs> it ends up being uh, a big storyline on the show that seems like it's going to run. I love it. So what happens is, well, the Maxi Challenge is a comedy night theme of love. And honestly, Sam, I think you would kill this challenge because you have so many outrageous stories regarding (laughs) exes, like sexual encounters. I tell you what, I tell you what's fucking funny is that I couldn't have said it in the rehearsal, could I? You couldn't have said what? Oh, because they're too bleepy. (laughs) No, because one of my stories is about the freaking judge doing it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. <gasps> yes, I can now confirm Sam Dalla did have sex with Don French, as you were on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you are you going to tell that story? Well, not the story, but... No, I'm not going to tell the story. You know, I can, I, can, I can say that I had a dalliance with Alan Carr once upon a time. Yeah, there's nothing... I mean, I won't tell the story, but it's, you know, it was a long, it was a long time ago. But it is, you know, it is like, you know, to my close friends, it's, it's a staple comedy, it's a staple comedy tale. So um, when you so when you say, I've got so many comedy sexual tales, that is one of my best. So I couldn't really use that. Well, you've had a lot of tales, for sure. But <laughs> I, that, that is testament to it, the fact that I forgot about that one. So that, when that story... <laughs> <laughs> is one of the footnotes then I mean you've certainly been around the block a few times but 
let me ask you, um, would you actually be nervous if you had to do this challenge? Oh my God, no. I think I could. I think I could. I would just have to sit down, like, and think, like, it is and just list which. Well, listen. <laughs> I mean, beforehand, and list which ones I was going to say. Because, oh, I mean, the good thing about this, I mean, I think I would just have to tell the story, like, as it is, and it's funny enough. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't need to really even write a script. I would just have to tell a few stories back to back, and they're all just fucking crazy. But. They would just work. Your challenge would be cramming it in, which actually is central to quite a lot of those stories. But Ellie gets an advantage because she won the mini challenge, so she gets to choose the um, order of the oh lineup. Oh, my God. I have never seen the likes of this. I just... I'm just... I'm so appalled at the behaviour of Ahura and Lawrence Jamie. I agree, because at first I was like, oh, fair enough, it was a bit strategic, it was a bit shady, um, have a bit of a moan, but by God, does it go on? It's even in the next week's preview, it's carrying on. It's like, Drag Race has always had this, they've always had the lineup, and they always, the mini challenger always chooses it. Sometimes they go shady, like Eureka's done before with the makeover challenge, sometimes they do like an Alaska and take the hit themselves, but like, it's never been this massive of a deal. Jesus Christ. And I just didn't think, I mean, it's not even, I get, I get why she did it. It make it makes sense. She's trying to get herself, you know, in a good position. And, you know, and if she doesn't think she is going to be good enough, she's going to have to, you know, do it via putting other people in bad positions. That's the whole point. When you won that challenge and they gave her that opportunity, that's what you're supposed to do with the opportunity. And she said before how everybody had basically looked over her and said, oh, what are you supposed to be doing? What are you even doing here still? Blah, blah, blah. Which you said, I've said, and all the freaking cast have said. So tell me exactly what she's supposed to do then when she's given the opportunity to actually make a difference about it. I mean, come on. And can I just say, RuPaul has in the past actually um, penalised queens that wasn't as bad as it sounded, penalised them for um, not being strategic. In season five, Alaska won the mini challenge and she got to choose the lineup of the roast and she put herself first because she didn't want to upset anyone. And RuPaul actually said to her, are you trying to win Miss Congeniality or are you trying to win the crown? So it was like, Ru has actually made it clear in the past. She thinks you should take every opportunity on the show to make yourself shine. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, what... Lawrence is going mad and it's like what who do you think should have opened you should have opened that's a hard spot like no matter where you put people people are not going to be happy so yeah exactly. and Lawrence and Lawrence's complaint is completely null and void Lawrence's complaint is that basically she that Bimini might be funnier than her so therefore she might not be as good as she would be I mean that's it's ridiculous it's not even a decent I mean like Ahura has every reason to be pissed off because she was gonna be shit and she's in a position where she's gonna be even more shit if she even if you know if she is shit if, if, if you gather my uh my thought process um so I think that I mean Lawrence doesn't have anything like the right to be as annoyed as Ahura and she just goes off the fucking Richter scale. Well, I think Ahura's out of order. Well, that rhymes. Ahura's out of order. Ahura's out of order <laughs> as well, because she, I think if Ahura had won that mini challenge, she would have done the same thing. And she probably would have been really unapologetic about it and be like, well, I'm here to win. Fuck the lot of you, so you can go first and I'm going in the middle. <laughs> That's what she would have done. And she's so outraged that someone's been bitchy. She has been the shadiest fucking bitch this whole season and fair play to her for it. But like now you're like having a go and you haven't even been nice to to Ellie and that's the thing with yeah, Lawrence as well like I yeah. thought you were my yeah. friend like Shrek and it's like <laughs> no like you've barely been nice to her since you got here you basically treated her like she's a b-lister yeah. which she is mm-hmm. but and she's like mm-hmm. oh you should have made a shit sandwich and it's like how shady yeah. is this that they're all like predetermined yeah. like you guys are gonna do bad we're gonna do yeah, good exactly and I guarantee you, any one of them had won that challenge that had put Ellie first. Any one of them would have put Ellie first to throw her under the bus to be like, right, let's let's have the the top four that I want by throwing Ellie under the bus. I think taste would have been nice, but I guess, yeah, we'll never know. Um, mm. So, yeah, they're all Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, very pressed. And um, Lawrence is like, <laughs> Ellie, do you really think you're going to win a badge this week? And Ellie's like, I've got a good chance after going after Ahura. And Ahura's like, this gives me the drive. I want to shit on you so hard. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best <laughs> drama we have had this season, this year. I know. I'm loving it. I know. Ahura, Ahura's like, I'm so angry. I can't even look at you. I can't even look at you right now 
Oh, I know. God. You'd think that she just like rounded up all their parents and murdered them. She's just like, I just, I just <laughs> can't look at you. You make me sick. You should. It reminds me of in Big Brother. God, we always talk about Big Brother. But in Big Brother 1, when, <laughs> Yay! when Nasty Nick handed out people's names on a piece of paper and everyone just acted like he was like Mr. Holocaust. And it was like, it, looking back now, it was like, he really didn't do that much. But at the time, it was like, eh, what you've done is disgusting. <laughs> it's walking disgusting and I think that they're exactly they are treating Ellie in the same way and like and I, like Ellie's poor face like I mean she's like she's just like distraught and they're really horrible to her for it and all she's done is exactly what the show asked of her fuck but, them and she said are you alright with this and I think maybe if they'd been diplomatic and said actually I'm really upset about it she might have changed her mind but Lawrence goes do mm. not ask if we're alright because you're not going to change it. and it's like well that is really not the way to to get someone to change it. I mean, yeah. Now Jesus I don't want to. Christ. Now I don't want to change it. You are told. And and again, Lawrence's position isn't a bad one. And can I just say, so the only person who stood up for Ta- uh, Ellie was Tace, but Tace only yeah. did it in the confessional. She didn't actually help in the room ever. She stayed very quiet. And then in the confessional, she was like, and well, Bimini, she, and she Bimini stay, and Bimini stay. Bimini stayed quiet as well. They both sort yeah. of sat there, going like, oh, looking at the floor, going, well. I guess you did the. I guess you did what they sort of asked for you. Da 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 da. While fucking, you know, Lawrence and Ahura minced off to have a right bitch fest. <laughs> they did, and then all the queens are getting a helping hand from Alan Carr, which, as we now know, Sam has also experienced. Um, can I <laughs> stop? Can I just? I wanted to say a couple of my favorite Alan Carr moments, and that was not to get you to open up. So to speak, Sam. But my, f- you can say if you have one as well. But my favorite ever Alan Carr joke. I don't know if I've said it before on the podcast. It's in his first stand-up special when he was talking about how his parents, if it was anything technical, they'd be like, don't ask Alan, he wouldn't understand. And Alan says, what, do you think I'm going to come out of Dixon's with a pony? Like, oh, what am I like? And that was my favourite, favourite <laughs> joke of Alan's ever. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing about this is that I like the fact, I think a lot of viewers wouldn't necessarily know that he's a stand-up comedian and started off as a stand-up comedian. And like... Because when you get into presenting and having your own show, they don't have a chance to go out on the road and do all this new material and stuff. And, um, and you know, he's a fantastic stand-up comedian. And, you know, and I think so. he's the perfect person to... Because obviously Dawn French does live shows, but she's done French and Saunders live because I've seen it and it was honestly one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's, you know, stand-up is different. So I think Alan is the perfect person to judge it. Absolutely. Stand-up is a very different beast. And Alan Carr is... Alan Carr actually, to me, is one of the funniest comedians, like, when you meet him in real life. I mean, obviously, your meeting is probably less comical. But, like, most comedians don't like to be on all the time. They actually tend to be quite serious and depressed when you meet them. But Alan Carr is just naturally funny, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And, And the thing is, like, I... This, which I will say, is that the time that we met... It was, as I said, it was a long, long time ago. Um, neither of us were attached. And um, I had always thought that he... I, I'd always thought, oh my God, he's not sexy at all. It's all a bit, of, you know, sort of bit like, oh, a bit cringe. Honestly, after, you know, about three hours together and about eight pints, like, I was just like, oh my God, actually, I, I do quite fancy you because he was so funny and so natural. And I remember once we were outside smoking a fag and some woman came over and she was just like, Excuse me! And like, I wanted a proper like talk in his face. And I was like, and I was like, do you want to give him like a bit of room? And he was like, no, no, it's fine. So he spoke to her, even though she was dreadful. And I just honestly, he's just, he's just so nice and naturally funny. We were in Yard Bar. This was before all of lockdown. And Alan came in and he was with some friends and he joined us and he bought us all tequila and like everyone in the gay bar was coming up asking for pictures and he was so nice to everyone and like he is just everyone. a lovely, lovely man. Um, yeah. I don't know what he was doing with the likes of you, Sam. But um, <laughs> So they get the rehearsal with Alan. Ahura's first. Um, she starts talking about her and her nan and what they have in common, but we don't get to hear what it is because it gets... Oh, what's this annoying... This is one of the things like this is I was as I said, I was in a mood anyway, and this really drove my mood <laughs> further down the down into the into the dowler the dowler doldrums. Um it just was <laughs> like why I mean, what does she say? Like a like a fat wet pussy or something? I don't know. I think it might it must have been cunt. It must have been a motherfucking like a big wet cunt or something. I think it might oh it might have been fisting. Oh yeah, like big wet cunt, because later on Ruse makes a reference to it, like you're gonna leave a big mm. gaping hole in this competition, which I think 
was a reference to the. It might have been like a, it might have been like a, like a loose flappy cunt or something. Yeah, maybe it was that. But I mean, it's weird because I mean, I think you pointed this out before, Sam. But like, Nighty Night was on BBC, and there's loads of mm. very outrageous shows. So I mean, I don't see mm. why Drag Race. I mean, Rue talks about fisting on the American show. I get that the BBC is slightly different, but I mean, is it that different? Yeah. So. No, I'm just. I was just. I was just. It makes it also. It annoys me because that it. It's like you know we watch the show for it for them to say like you know don't fuck it up or this and that. It's like you know so why the the BBC is the BBC. You're allowed to say anything you want on the BBC depending on what time of the night it is. Do you know what I mean? You're allowed to say cunt and stuff. So it's very. It just it annoys me that like, what is this a variety show? You think it's for the fact? But I I do I do think it's because that Drag Race does have a quite a young audience like young girls like like teen teenage girls like between like 12 and 13 love the show so it might be something to do with that yeah but i mean we get anal sex elsewhere in the set don't we so and that's kept in i i wonder if i remember jerry springer back in the 90s they used to say that sometimes they'd bleep words that weren't swear swear words just to spice it up a bit so i don't know if maybe they oh make them sound (laughs) yeah i wonder if they maybe did this as more of like a fun tv thing because they all know because all the judges all the judges did seem quite taken aback i mean it's just like i think it was just like i think it was just like the worst thing she could say but um i don't know and speaking of the BBC, all kinds of BBC. Um, BB- mm. Have you heard that BBC Three is coming back to TV? I have heard, and I'm really pleased. I mean, it's just I, I, it should never have been taken off. It's stupidity. I don't know why it they did. It was such a strange decision. But Drag Race has been widely credited with why it's coming back. So it's been so mm. successful on iPlayer. So well done, Drag Race. And I guess we play quite a large part in. Well, it's probably mainly a us. Huge, a huge part, and I think um, and. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but we do have our meeting with BBC Three for um, our own show. But shh, don't talk about it. Well, you haven't told me that, so you've just told everyone else before you told me. But <laughs> no, it was a, it was. A, I mean, we we as in you and me, you idiot. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, do we? No. <laughs> is it is the meeting happening? Oh, I didn't get it. I was already put. I was already putting it in my diary. Um, <laughs> And speaking of putting things in, Ellie Diamond just loves dick! And that's what she does as well. Oh, that was so weird. It was really weird. Um, but who who did you expect before we saw these rehearsals was going to be good and who was going to be bad? I thought Bimini was going to be good because um, she did Snatch so well in game. Snatch Game. Yeah, and I, I, like, I, you know, I was glad. I was glad. I mean, there was only five of them. So I was glad that none of them, they didn't do the whole crickets you know, sound effect, which yeah, was good. Yeah, that was good. Because uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't bear that. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I mean, like, uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of... I mean, I, I wouldn't mind doing stand-up, but I'm not a big fan of watching it because I, I, can't, I hate it when someone dies on stage. I find yeah. it, so, it gives me such anxiety. So I was quite glad for that. Uh, but I do think, yeah, Bimini was going to be good. I thought Taste was going to be terrible, pretty much what they thought. And I thought... I thought um, I just don't, I don't. I don't understand why Lawrence can't seem to grasp these comedy challenges. Well, I think it's because I mean you kind of um, alluded to it earlier, but like a lot of people get confused between being funny and stand up. So I think a lot of people who are naturally funny yes, in conversation yes, yes. think that they're just going to kill it. But stand up is you can't just go up and wing it and just start being naturally funny. I mean, some people can, but it's very mm. rare. Like, it's actually quite a mm. craft of its own that you kind of have to mm. master. So I think sometimes people are a bit naive if they're used to being funny and they think that they can translate that and it doesn't always work necessarily. Well, because it's, because it's like a monologue, really, and you're, you know, you're, 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 you've got to be funny and then, you know, tell a whole story. And like, and, and often when somebody's funny in person, it's because they're, you know, bouncing off the group or something, which is different. Yeah. And you have to be really comfortable and really yourself and really in the moment on stage in a very high pressured, nerve wracking environment. So that's especially them, given they're on TV, not just in a club. So it is mm. very difficult. And I think they all do really well, actually. Um, with yeah. Bimini, when her rehearsal was going well, I didn't trust it. So I was like an all-star spot. <laughs> we saw Blair saying, where are the jokes? Remember, she had a really good rehearsal. <laughs> and then, bomb. Blair's and greasy hair. Exactly. So I thought, is Bimini being set up for a fail? Obviously, we see later she wasn't. Mm. And then Tay starts talking about beans on toast on her rehearsal. And Alan tells her to elaborate on it. Do you like beans on toast, Sam? 
<laughs> I'm asking the hard-hitting questions today. I was going to say, that's your takeaway. Um, you can't get that as a takeaway. You have to make it at home. I like I like <laughs> beans on toast, but I used to I used to like it more. But now, since I cook quite a lot now, so I um I would have to jazz it up. Like I mean, there's there's so much you can do with beans so that I would I would definitely you know put some bacon and onion and mustard powder and stuff with my beans or make the barbecue boss and baked beans or something and have them on a on a piece of toast as opposed to just bog standard baked beans i think they're just a bit boring yeah just a full beef brisket some spare ribs just a lobster <laughs> just throw it in there and spice it up no um, beans on toast is cooking for me um i i think if if I'm going to go in that direction, I like spaghetti hoops on toast with grated cheese. But beans, oh. you know, I'm, I can be prone to certain gas issues. So I, I, d- I don't need to encourage with any Rectal kind of... explosions. Well, I tried to put it politely, but thanks for that, Sam. We're going to bleed that out <laughs> like a horror set. No, I'm checking. Um, <laughs> Tay says if she, she thinks if she looks stunning, she'll distract. And it's like, have you not learnt your lesson about that yet, Tay? It did not work with the fucking copper wool dress. And it ain't gonna no. work now. No, no. And she, I mean, she is so beautiful. I just, she, she is. is amazing. The next day, we get the ongoing saga of Ahura and Lawrence are still pissed off. Oh my God. Get it. Honestly, get over it. And she's like, I thought I'd wake up and like, not have a problem. What? I was wet. I woke up and I was, Damon! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're coming across really insecure, I think. And they're saying Ellie's insecure for doing it. But I think they're exposing Ooh. themselves as being. Because I thought they were both quite confident competitors, but now I'm thinking they're really shooketh by this. Why didn't anyone, like, no, like neither of them, yeah, I mean, I get it, again, I get it with the horror, like, it's it's the most nerve-wracking place in the, to go, but, like, but really, Lawrence, you think you're that shit that you can't do it fourth? I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, that's not even a bad position to be in. No! <laughs> a bad position to be in is what Tace was in when she tells this story about her first sexual encounter was it a first sexual or just a sexual encounter that was early uh it sounds like the first one she was 18 went up to manchester and i'm not being funny but you just need to get off the train in manchester and you get gonorrhea and chlamydia so i mean <laughs> it's no it's no real surprise at least someone's getting off i mean to you sam that's like a paper cut gonorrhea and chlamydia it's just like you barely even register <laughs> they're my, it <laughs> they're my two best friends <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, I am surprised as everyone else is that Tace is kind of as down on her. I mean, it just goes to show that insecurity is not to do really with what you look like. Oh God. I mean, I mean, I've got some model friends and and like models are the most. I wouldn't call myself a model, Sam. God. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to laugh that much. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry. Just a giggle would have been Um, fine, but yes. (laughs) Sorry, I've pissed my pants. It's all like... All that gonorrhea, all that discharge. Um, I think <laughs> that models are some of the most insecure people I've met. Like it's really because obviously it's all about the looks when you're a model. So you like it's it's like a different level. So if you you know you want to be somewhere in the middle where you you know you you know you're okay, but you don't have to be perfect, and you know you're not foul. So I think it's um I think for taste it's yeah it is. It is odd, but it's but it's sort of like a nice revelation to see somebody's vulnerabilities. Yeah, and I think I always say this to people. I'm like, whatever level you get to in any aspect of life, when you get there, you just start comparing yourself to other people who are there. You don't look back oh, on yeah, of course, yeah. the last level and be like, oh my God, I'm so amazing because I'm not doing that anymore. You're like, suddenly mm-hmm. when Brad Pitt gets in a movie, he's comparing himself to George Clooney, Tom Cruise. He's not mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so glad I've done better than the people I went to drama school with. Like, I'm better than Christian Slater now. <laughs> oh, I love Christian Slater so much. Bless him. <laughs> they also talk about a horror and taste of sexual history. They say they're now like sisters. Although in mm. Wales, I think siblings often are lovers as well. But that's another, <laughs> that's another story for later, to quote taste. So that's Scotland gone and now Wales. Okay. It's, with, <laughs> it's, it's, like, um, it's like independence in real life. Where's Nicola Sturgeon when you need her? Well, she's covering up. Scandals, isn't she? I mean, I've, I haven't been following this. I was trying to get political, but let's be honest, I don't read it. I, I heard something to do with salmon. She either ate a salmon or something. I don't fucking know. I know what was what was fucking sturgeon and salmon. Something definitely fishy's going on across the border. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, she's fishy, fishy, fishy. Um, but I liked this bonding moment between Tace and Lawrence because, like, a lot of people would think that they wouldn't have a lot of common ground on this issue, but mm. actually, it just goes to show. I think all gay men, to some extent, carry this feeling. Of 
of kind of I mean, it's the the gist of the show. Like, if you can't love yourself, mm. like, I think it's a lot harder because at a young age you get told the way you are is wrong and no mm. matter how confident you get, no matter how yeah. much work you do, there's still that niggling voice inside you, I think, that's like... No, true. Um, but the thing is, I, I have to say that because of Lawrence's behaviour towards Ellie, I really wasn't feeling any any of her comments at all. And, um, and I think that... When you're, she's doing that thing, right, when someone is annoyed with a friend of theirs, so um, they go out of their way to be loud and obnoxious and laughing with somebody else in order to show, to, in order to be slightly bullying, and I think that's what she was doing. Yeah, I thought it was veering in that territory, actually. It did make me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, we're mm. on to the runway, and I have a question for you, Sam. Um, do you remember what God. our segment do I like is? Beans, do I like beans on toast? <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to comment any more about beans on toast. Um, we have to pre-approve questions. We're just sticking to personal life and holiday plans. We're not discussing beans on toast. <laughs> do you remember our segment we introduced last time? About runways. Uh, uh, who, whose shoes are these? No, I don't remember. <laughs> hit or shit. Oh, hit or shit. Oh, of course. Sorry. Is it not catching on? I haven't had any feedback on it. Please, people tell us, do you like hit or shit? <laughs> is it a hit or is it a shit? Like, we will drop it like a hot brick if needs be. But what do you give to Roop? Well, we, we, know, we, we, never, dropped our, we never dropped our marks out of ten. No, well, I mean, that's gotten a lot of positive feedback. I mean, not technically, but I can feel it in the air. <laughs> do you give RuPaul's golden dress a hit or a shit? Oh, God, I give it a hit. I think just RuPaul is, is doing no wrong at the moment. She's in, she, I think she's, she's dropped with the whole experimental... Um, you know, designers, and they're just, they are, make, she's wearing dresses made for Rue, and they were yeah, great. Yeah, classic. Um, also looking beautiful, I think, is Dawn French, who I would, I, this gets overused a lot, this phrase, but I do think National Treasure does very much apply to her. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, I was, I was genuinely, when I, I knew it was her, but when I saw her again, I was genuinely... Um, excited because i just i i'm such a big fan of dawn's i've met her once before and she's so lovely and i just you know and all the shows that like the shows that she's done like are all seminal for me and i just yeah she's just fantastic i don't she doesn't get enough time on the show but you know it is what it is i met her once at a book party and I went up to her and I was wearing quite a garish, hideous blue shirt. And she, um, <laughs> I tried to interview her and I was shifting at Best Magazine at the time. And I, she came up to me, actually. I was lingering around waiting for my moment. And she came up to me and said, I absolutely love that shirt. And I was like, oh. looked down. I was like, oh my God, it's so hideous. But I was like, can I interview you? She's like, I haven't given an interview in four years. Because I think this was after she'd split up from Lenny Henry and she'd... It was oh, very right. anti-press. But she interviewed me and I was really nice to her because I'm a fan and I don't want to upset her. And then I took the interview back to Best Magazine and somehow she'd been like, oh, yes, things have been a bit rough lately. And they turned it into, like, a cover story. Dawn's, <gasps> Dawn's anguish. And I was like, shit, she gave me, no, like... No, no. <laughs> but that's what those magazines... I mean, those magazines just, like, follow around Judy Finnegan, Dawn French and, like, Denise Welsh and just... If they say... Yeah. If they chip a nail, it's like, oh, God, they're... They're losing it. They're out of control. And it's like... Oh, yeah. I need to... Well, totally. I mean, you were at best. I was at Now Magazine. I remember... Um, God, who was... Who was I... Oh, it was Claire Richards. Like I, I was, I know, I've known, I've met her a few times and she was like, oh, fucking Now Magazine. She was like, she was like, you know, she would sit outside and if she had anything on a fork, it would be like, Claire Richard, gorgeous, her misery. And oh. it's just like, just, <laughs> I mean, it's so outrageous. I'm sorry, but she made a living off of that yo-yo dieting. So, I mean, she cannot say <laughs> she did not make some money off of it. Me and my friend Chloe, who sings the theme tune of this episode, we once watched her documentary about her weight gain and loss. And I swear to God, it's the most we ever laughed because it was just... <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, it was almost like a mockumentary. But <laughs> although that was funny, now we find out if the queens are funny. Answer, yes, I think. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think no one absolutely knocked it completely out of the park. Even Bimini, I think it was very cool, calm and collected, but I didn't... 
like it, I wasn't howling with laughter. But I don't no. think anyone really bombed. And like you said earlier, it's, it was nice that everyone had high points and low points, so mm. that it wasn't too yeah. cringe. Um, mm. But let's go through them. Oh, first of all, they had inanimate objects in the audience, obviously because of COVID. So I thought, oh, this is going to be really... That was, that was quite funny. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be cringe because I'm like, there's not going to be a lot of laughter, but I think they managed to edit it quite well, so it was never... Oh, and they had, um, and they had like, I mean, there was an audience of, of well, one, two, three, four. And what I've noticed during filming in lockdown, they I think they encouraged the crew to laugh and applause as well. Yeah. Um, so, you had to, so they would have had crew, the four judges, the other um, the other contestants. So it wasn't totally shit. What did you think of Ahura's controversial set? Uh, I just, I'm just, just, just furious that we couldn't hear, like, because that is yours and my humour, like, saying something completely disgusting, just, you know, like, off the cuff, and, like, really, like, it was shock tactics, and um, and it's just disappointing that we couldn't get to enjoy that ourselves. But I thought she had some other funny moments, like, the thing about getting in the bath and anal sex, I found that quite funny. So I don't think she was necessarily... I mean, she wasn't the worst. She wasn't the worst at all. I thought she was funnier than Lawrence Chaney. I thought she was funnier than Lawrence Chaney as well, so I found... It was hard on this one because everyone was a bit up and down, but like I didn't know mm. if she deserved to be in the bottom. No. Weirdly, the person I laughed at the most in the whole episode was Ellie's. So I did agree with what the judge just said, but it, I still don't think it was actually good. I just think it was so weird that... I, so odd. I think I was laughing. <laughs> did you just yawn? I did, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh I was going to say something, and then I was going to say something, and a yawn came out. I've had a really, uh, really tough week, all right. Yeah, it's been it's been a long week. It's been a long year. It's been a long decade. But Ellie, yeah, <laughs> it, it reminded me of Valentina's set on that she did both in season nine and on All Stars four for the roast, where it's so weird. You do laugh, but it's still you're laughing at it more than with it. But it did make me laugh, so you get points. You're laughing at the. Um... The like, is, why is it funny? Like, it's funny because it's just, it's just odd and like, it's just weird. yeah. You, it's not you're laughing at it. You're sort of laughing beside it. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing six meters away from it with a mask on. Um, <laughs> so Bimini obviously it had the most well thought out set, but I have to admit it didn't make me laugh. But I could tell they were good jokes. She did the fourteen year old. I tried it on the vicar, but I was too old. That was a good joke. The Alan Carr oh. joke was good. But the the thing that didn't make me laugh was the not a joke, just a fact, and that didn't even get any laughs. And yet afterwards, it wasn't yeah, they were like, oh, that's so yeah, and it wasn't. Funny. It wasn't. I mean, like I guess I guess you know, like because Dawn does say, like uh, uh, you know, using a a phrase is good if you use it in the right, you know, if you time it correctly at the end of a joke or something. And I think a couple of the times Bimini did do that, it was quite well placed, but not each time. So it was just a bit, it's just a bit hit and miss. Yeah, definitely. I didn't think... I mean, they're almost trying to turn it into a catchphrase by the end of the episode, and I'm like, I don't yeah. think it was that oh, no. good. no, not a T-shirt, not a T-shirt, no! I'll have one in every colour. Um, so Lawrence <laughs> Chaney started strong with the camel toe and the big and puffy joke, and then it really tailed off, didn't it? Where it felt like the longest set with the least laughs. And it, this was... Yeah, this was... I think it was the worst set... Well, it wasn't the fun. Yeah, it was my bottom actually. <laughs> Not think, my bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the worst set as well. And I think now Lawrence is really starting to plateau in the competition. But I think Rue likes her so much. I think they're kind of rescuing her a bit from more mm. bottoms than she maybe should be entering, so to speak. <laughs> so weirdly, my favourite of the week was Tace, which oh, that is weird. I don't know. I just. I thought it was funny. She was cute and she was cute and cheeky and like, I mean, she, it was like, you sort of laughed because I do get what the judges said. You laughed because like, you could tell that she thought it was shit. And so it was kind of cute along those lines. Do you know what I mean? No, she had some really good jokes. The joke about Ellie not being able to find a repeater badge. That was good. The delivery live chat was a really strong joke. And then the physical yeah. comedy with the beans on toast was like surrealist, funny. She could have thrown in a flickier bean gag, which would have set it off. But And then it got a bit, sh- it got a bit shit that towards the end. But good. everyone had, a, apart from Bimini, had a bit of a lagging moment. But I thought mm. um, Tace's high points were stronger than all the rest, really. So I didn't really think she deserved to be in the yeah. bottom. No, I think I think neither Ahura nor Tace deserve to be in the bottom. I think the bottom should have been um, Lawrence and Ellie. I think Lawrence and... See, because Ellie actually made me laugh. But I do think 
Ellie as well, actually, because it was so shit, but it was still funny <laughs> to me. Um, so let's say w- whether the runway is a shit or a hit. So the category uh, is stoned on the runway, dripping in jewels. What did you think of a horrors IV thing? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, it was drips upon drips upon drips, and you know, and she's and she's beautiful, and I think it was a great look, and she was the only one with you know some serious props. Are you missing something? Um, hit. Oh my God, Sammy, you are not going to take to this, are you? I'm going to have to jam it down your throat like I'm Alan Carr. I said said hit. It's a hit. But you needed prompting. Um, Right. So Ellie comes out as an ice princess. Um, Shit! (laughs) I put hit, but actually I'm going to join you with shit because I thought there were not enough crystal, which... Something you've said before. No, and that just and that just looked like um, I don't know a seven year old's um, ballet leotard. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fine, but it wasn't a gag. It looked like it looked like kindergarten does um, Snow White on ice. Yeah, I see that. Um, so controversially, on the next one, Bimini does this spots thing, and I know everyone's loving it, but I thought it was shit. I, d- I don't understand. I didn't like it. Well, I just thought. Yes, it's a bit. Why was it? Why was it? Why was it? Is it stoned because she's like a rotter and she looks like she's stoned all the time? <laughs> well, I guess the the spots were red jewels, so they were kind of stoned. But I was just like, it doesn't look good. It it might be edgy, it might be fun, but I'm like, I still want to like looking at it, and it wasn't visually appealing to me. Obviously, acne in general isn't supposed to be appealing. I think um, I do get why they liked it because it is completely different. And by choosing something, by choosing something that is, you know you know, society-wise, not accepted to look, you know, like you've got pustules, etc. I think um, even though I've had acne myself and it's very debilitating for your mental health, believe me. So it was quite kind of triggering of Bimini, I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, she's probably, Bimini's probably had that herpes mouth before anyway. So I think <laughs> she was, <laughs> she, I just think that it looked, I think it it, it was... Really effective. I don't know what it really had to do with the runway theme, but it was effective. I've also had acne, Sam, and I totally agree. I had to. Did you have to go on those pills from the GP to like that they put you on? I did go on some pills. I didn't go on Roaccutane. That's the crazy one that um, fucks up your liver and can make you suicidal. I didn't go on that one, but I did. Um... They did not tell me that. That explains a lot, actually. Looking back, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've told. I've, I'm sure I've told you about my Disney store tale before. Oh uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm sure, I think I've said it on this podcast, and also like I mean, it was back in the day when I mean, like I used like my worst time was when I think I waited until mum and dad went to work, and I said, "Oh, I'm just going to walk to school, whatever," and then I stayed at home because I just felt so self conscious that I was so spotty, and I had tried. I think I tried to cover it up with like this fucking Clearasil thing that just wasn't the right shade. It just looked like covering up your big bubos with orange scrapings. So I mean, it was it was tough, really tough. That is a plus side of COVID. Like a lot of people with acne can just put a mask on. That must, uh, quite a blessing. <laughs> were you were you a papa? Papa don't preach. I still, I mean, I still get spots now. I mean, David, like every morning he wakes up and he'll go, you've got white heads round your nose. Because I, I do, because I, I've got very, I do have quite greasy skin, which is good because obviously... Oily skin, you know, good, it is good. I have it too. It's good, it keeps it's you good young. Against, it's, yeah, it does keep you on. It's good against wrinkles. Um, so I'm I'm pleased about that. But um, I do, yeah, I do. Uh, me and my sister have been real poppers in our days. I pop other people's. I am that girl that you knew I was. Oh, Lord. Mm. I'll pop Lewis's. I'll pop a stranger Mm. on the street. I'll pop yours. Anyone. (laughs) And and better yet, bring me a big blackhead and I'll... Ooh, yeah. (laughs) I love blackhead. And a a BBC. (laughs) So why didn't you like Bimini's Bimini's outfit then? Did you think they looked too chunky and you couldn't couldn't pop them? It wasn't that I find spots ugly. (laughs) Yeah, I can't pop those stones. It was just, I didn't like the colour combination. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the hair. I think there's a way of doing that that would have looked pretty. I just don't think she did it. However, I thought Lawrence looked good. Her pink alien. So I give that a hit. Uh, I'm just so off Lawrence. I mean, I'll give it a hit because it because it had good sort of like seventies Star Trek vibes, which she does. She does the you know the oh hand move as well, the Vulcan hand move. So I'm, I'm you know I'll give it I'll give it to her for that. But I just for 
because she was so vile out, you know, in the workroom, I just I just find the whole like, <laughs> oh, I'm great with the judges and funny, funny, funny. I just found it like it really kind of sticked in my craw a bit because it was just all like overcompensating in order to get to Ellie, Ellie Diamond. And I didn't like any of it. Agreed. And what did you think of Tace and her gold fembot? Just fucking stunning. There wasn't a lot of jewels. I mean, she had like big jewels hanging off her tits, which I liked. But um, I mean, it was like if you were, you know, if I had to pick an outfit to wear out of all of them, that'd be the one. Yeah, it looked good. But again, like you said, I'm not getting a lot of the stones and jewels. Mm. And she kind of is so beautiful anyway that sometimes I think she relies on her face and doesn't like... Oh, 100%. If her makeup, if like, if she was Ugbug and her makeup <laughs> wasn't very good, that just, that just, that just would have looked like a pie. She just would have looked like, you know, it would have looked like somebody crashed into a fucking motorbike. But I think um, because she's so beautiful, it looked it look nice. So the judges get to weigh in on everything. Um, they speak to a horror and um, she explains why her set was so vulgar. And she said, well, her grandma was vulgar. So <laughs> I wanted to tell a story about my grandma. You know, my grandma passed away last year and she was very vulgar. Yes. It's her birthday tomorrow. So it's a bit of an emotional week for us. But she once um, told us a story about how there was a man on her street and he was um, he was flashing the neighbours and he'd flashed oh a woman who was three doors up and he flashed another woman who like lived on another street. And my grandma was just like, it's absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely appalling. She's like, why is he not flashing me? I'm outside all the time. Am I too old? And that's when, that is why. Poor granny. I love my grandma. <laughs> my, my, nan, my nan used to think people were flashing her. She used to think people were um, were uh, coming in, like they, they had a thing called the boys, right? She had a thing called the boys. She was like, oh, the boys. The boys are back and she thinks she thought they would tap on her window and you know as she slowly descended into madness she was like oh the boys are outside and she thought that one of them was sitting on a horse like you know with a fishing rod wearing like a big like a big sombrero oh my in god the garden. he sounds hot she was like the boy she was like the boys and like obviously they were never we were never really like a joke in our family is like you know one day we're gonna find out the boys were real but i doubt they will be <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine? Like, Sorry, Gran. I know. I know. She was 99, just like Prince Philip. But that's when she died, sadly. Stop bringing it back to the royal family, please. We've had enough. Sorry, babe, sorry. RuPaul says, um, he says that Bimini reminds him of an actress and she says Meryl Streep, which is funny. But who did you... Th- funny. Can you think who it could have could have meant? Who he might be thinking of? Kathy Burke. <laughs> Oh God, I love Kathy Burke. I thought maybe Michelle Williams, not from Destiny's Child, obviously, but you know the one who was married to. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, please let us know your suggestions because I'd love to. Because she kind of reminds me of someone as well, and I can't put my finger on it. I feel like it's Katie Price, but that's just because of the snatch game. But I think there's someone else. Face. Ooh, that's a good one. It probably is one of the porn stars from Chav Porn, like you said before. <laughs> Michelle said she thought taste would suck, but she didn't. But Rue said she was rushed mm. and didn't make mm. eye contact. So it feels like she's mm. destined for the bottom. But before we get to the placements backstage, they're still all rowing about the lineup. This is the one where a horror is like, I just, I just can't even look at you. I can't look at you. It's like... I can't stand you right now. I could cry. It's just like, like oh my God. Like they've, they've, they're using Ellie as the punch bag for not having a good like it's because the end of the day if you've got the material it doesn't even really matter where you are in the in the lineup so you can't therefore then any mistake that you make then blame it on ellie and and the and the um and the running order absolutely and i thought one bit i thought was really funny was lawrence saying do you know i could have gone home like as if me me, the Lawrence Cheney, I could have been sent home because of this. Can you imagine? And you'd have been responsible. Can you live with yourself? Would you have been <laughs> able to live with that? No. I'm like, for fuck's sake, get over yourself, bitch. <laughs> but I loved what Tay said. She said, if someone's going to chuck a marble at you, you should have looked at the floor. But she sh- again, she should have said it in the room. She should have stuck up for Ellie Diamond. Yeah, exactly. And I think they were just playing it safe with like a not... And like a poor little Ellie's face. I mean, I'm sure she had tear stains. You can't really tell, but I'm sure she did. Yeah. 
Um, in the deliberations, I thought, again, I thought they were a bit harsh on taste. I thought mm. she was funny. And I thought they were too forgiving of Lawrence because there was a huge section of hers without a joke. And it seems to yep, have been completely overlooked. But um, Dawn loves Lawrence, so that's a good And also, one, one thing that I, one thing that, uh, listener Sam pointed out to me because he did send me a text, he was like... <laughs> Are you listener Sam? <laughs> no, no, again, no, I'm not. Um, like that Rube, that Rube, that Rubel says, Rubel says, so who made the order? <laughs> you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's how bad a memory it's is like, so she's like oh so and like she and like obviously it's she was obviously just saying it so that they could say like ellie and then it, she could go like oh shady but like you you were there babes you can't remember oh dear and um it by this point it's become obvious who's gonna win and it is bimini bambulash who now has three mm. fucking wins so as many yep. as Lawrence cheney and she gives her fucking like she, a winner's speech <laughs> for the whole season she's like i'd like to thank everyone like i lip-synced week one and i'm like oh my god i've come on such a journey and i want to thank everyone but mainly me for working really hard so uh <laughs> thank me She's polishing the crown, and it's like, no, we've still got a few weeks left. And um, but La- polishing the turd like Lawrence. <laughs> well, Lawrence is safe, which uh, I'm glad we are on the same page this week, Sam, with a lot of it because we both mm, think she was the yeah. worst. Ellie was safe, yeah. which I part of me does agree with because it did make me laugh out loud, which none of the others did. And also, I think it's um, I think it is clear that she. She pretty much sacrificed to horror <laughs> for her own place. And, um, you know, that that's a job well done for her. Absolutely. I, mean, I don't agree with the horror going, but I do agree with the fact that Ellie played the game and she won it. The thing that annoys me is I think that a horror and taste being in the bottom two and Lips and King was kind of inevitable because of the whole storyline about them mm. having sex before and being best friends. So I feel like that played mm. into the decision. And I don't like when the judges do that because I don't think it's fair. And But I thought, well... Taste, it's her third time in the bottom. She's won one challenge, but it was um, UK Hun, which she was probably the worst in the group, apart from Lawrence. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. well, Taste is not going to survive a third lip sync, so fair enough. Ahura has to have her bottom moment before the final. How wrong I was. But that... I was just really disappointed in, in A, the... Um... The lip sync itself. Yeah. And B, that I think the wrong decision was made. I absolutely agree. And before the lip sync, they were both like, I love you, bitch. And I and Ahura, mm. I think, was crying before it even started. And I thought we were going to get a moment. I don't know if you've seen this, Sam, because you might not have seen All Stars 1, because it's very hard to find. I have seen all of them, thanks. So, yeah, Raven versus Juju <laughs> dancing on my own, you know, when they're both crying. I know, so I don't like... remember. Ah, <laughs> see. <laughs> I thought we were going to get that. And I actually thought they should have sung this song, which is... Um, you Don't Have to Say You Love Me by the amazing Dusty Springfield. Yeah. I thought they should have sang it to each other and made like a thing of their storyline. Mm, yeah. But they didn't. I mean, can we just talk a little bit about Dusty Springfield? I don't have a lot to say, but I just love her so much. I love her songs and I just I'm so glad she's been chosen to be a lip sync song now. Oh, my God. Yes. And, um, you know, she's a, she's a powerhouse. And I just, I just fucking love that one she does with Pet Shop Boys. Oh yeah, this wouldn't have been the song I'd chosen for lip sync. My favorite is "Only Want to Be with You," and I mm, also obviously yeah. love "Son of a Preacher Man." So I probably would have chosen them, but mm. hopefully we'll get more Dusty because she's one of the best British female singers probably of all time. Classic Les, classic. Oh les. god, yeah, and a licka licka lesbian, which is amazing. So <laughs> I am so fucking. Sh- I mean. Like you, I was disappointed in the lip sync. I thought they were both okay, but I mean, you could have really... I think Ahura maybe missed a few words, so that might have been what... Ahura missed a few words, and also she sort of like went to the back of the stage with a view to something happening, and then it didn't happen. Yeah, she built up a drama, and then it kind of fizzled. But I mean, there, yes. there wasn't much in it between them, and the fact that Ahura's been doing so well in this competition, mm. and Tace is on her third bottom, I thought, obviously, mm-hmm. unless... Mm-hmm. Basically how I feel about third time lip syncing is you have to absolutely demolish the other person like a Coco Montrese moment yeah. or Cameron Michaels yeah. to stay otherwise if it's just yeah. here or there it's your time to go so a horrible I thought was shaping up to be a potential winner and she won and she won last week and she was amazing last week so I just yeah and it was you know it was it wasn't like she bombed this at all so it was it was very 
Very strange decision. I disagree. And let's not forget, she probably should have won... Well, definitely should have won that Essex girl thing when Lawrence Cheney won, you know, the... um. Mm. So, I mean, she really, she should have three wins by now. Like, be up there with the best. So, uh, the fact... She was she was up there. She was up there in my top three, 100%. Over, over Ellie, of course. Over Lawrence and over Tace. Like, I, 100%. She's not one of my favourites, but, I mean, she's performed so well. It's been undeniable. So, she earned that place. And I really don't mm. think this is fair that she's leaving. And I thought that maybe Rue was going to do what he did to Candy Muse. So even when he, she said sashay away, I was like, Yeah, my God, so is she did I. Stop her? I think it's really bad for this competition. I mean, so are you gonna are you gonna come down to an eight then for this? Yes, I'm down to an eight. <laughs> you got me. Thank you me. got me. Thank you. <laughs> so we always end up on the same number. Yeah, because it's just. I mean, I, this season's been amazing, but it's annoying when really good competitors keep being told mm. to leave when not so good ones are there. Because I just feel like this finale is not going to be the best of the best. And I exactly, we end up with some gash finale with like you know, why don't you just why don't you just get fucking Cherry, Ellie, Diamond, and Sister Sister in the finale, and we can all have a laugh riot. <laughs> Uh, but she gets her exit line in a world full of hoes be a horror but I think she's almost crying too much to even deliver it <laughs> yeah she couldn't deliver that with quite the gusto she wanted so we have a top four it's Lawrence Bimini um, Tace and Ellie and it really is not the top four I would have imagined probably would have picked Lawrence but that's about it so it's I mean well for me for me I for me Bimini is the only one I want to win now Tay should have gone home Ellie isn't good enough and Lawrence has fucked me right off so it's Bimini for the win all the way I now. totally agree I think Bimini will win I think she deserves to win because like Lawrence had mm. a strong start in the competition but she's it's been a few weeks since she really did well so mm. and I don't think she did mm. well this week a horror was my pick for the win other than other if it wasn't for this yeah 100% I choose the one I wanted to win. I predict, though, next week, I think Lawrence is going to get another win because they're doing Beast Enders and Acting Challenge, and I think that's going to be right in her alley. Although, actually, Bimini would... She's certainly, got, she, she's certainly got the Beast, that's for sure. Beast! And we'll be back on Monday <laughs> to talk Snatch Game US because after that awful week off they had... I mean, I'm always saying there's too much drag race, but then they had a week off and I found it <laughs> devastating, so... No, I, I did I did really miss the whole thing. I was just like, I can't even remember what, what was going on. with Is Drag Race even on anymore? I know, <laughs> I felt devastated. So thank you for bearing with us. We uh, obviously rebroadcast our Davina DeCampo interview instead. Sorry if any of you were disappointed. But we'll be back on Monday with an amazing Snatch Game. And until then, we'll click it out. Yay! Click, 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 click. Click, 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 click. <laughs>